Ultra-learning environments. Why where you learn determines how much you learn. Written by Scott Young, January 2019. Why are we suddenly getting much better at Tetris? So author and vlogger John Green raises this very interesting question in a recent video. So Tetris was released for the Nintendo system in 1984. And at that time, far more people were playing Tetris than there are today. And yet, performance on Tetris is much better now than it was then. A lot better. So this brings up an interesting point. Why would far fewer players playing a game that is objectively less popular nonetheless be much better at the game now than in its heyday? So the answer actually has a lot to teach us about how people learn and what are the key ingredients needed for getting really good at something. The four minute barrier. Years before the Tetris Renaissance, there was another feat of human achievement. Roger Bannister ran a mile in under four minutes. Before this moment, many had considered such an athletic feat impossible. Yet being an elite athlete with intense preparation, Bannister eventually ran a mile in under four minutes. Today, however, running a mile in under four minutes is easy enough that even some high school students can do it. So why did something that once was deemed impossible suddenly become routine? The human body didn't change, miles didn't get any shorter, yet our performance exploded record-breaking environments. I believe the key to understanding both the explosion in Tetris performance and the numerous post-Bannister four-minute runs is that while individual human beings are, are the ones breaking records, the overall performance often depends on the structure of the environment and the communities in which the results occur. So in the case of Tetris, easy recording, uploading, and sharing of gameplay videos was a pivotal innovation to create the performance improvements, despite a declining player base. Being able to watch top players live gives enormous insight into how they practice. You can see which strategies they use. You can learn tricks such as the placement of holes depending on the game speed to avoid common pitfalls that would have stymied excellent players in the early days of the game. Plentiful live recordings plus online communities for discussing those recordings allowed a much smaller group of people to collaborate on improving performance much more than a more diffuse, less connected player base of casual fans. How the environment determines growth. So take two genetically identical seeds, raise one in soil with plenty of water and sunlight and it will grow into a large plant. Take another and put it into a dark closet and it will die. Environments determine growth in many biological systems, so it wouldn't be surprising if they had enormous influence over human scale ones. In our Tetris example, different social structures had different impacts on the growth in performance. The ability to see exactly how the best people are doing things, and a novice player can quickly get to that cutting edge. Have a large, diffuse player base, and there's no accumulation of innovations. Each player must figure out what works best on their own through trial and error. I suspect that there are quite a few factors which determine this growth in performance, but I'd like to sketch out a few of the main possibilities here. First, being able to witness performance in others. So recordings and live streaming have made a big difference because they allowed players to learn via example. Prior to this, players could only learn by watching their best local player or reading snippets of text descriptions from strategy guides which were often out of date. Witnessing performance may matter a lot more than being able to understand performance. So studies show that groups of individuals can show rapid performance improvement even when the individual's understandings of the principles behind their success are essentially zero. 
I believe this is a highly underused aspect of learning which we should foster more. So why are there plentiful recordings of video games but far fewer recordings of high-level entrepreneurs going about their daily life? Engineers solving problems in their work life. Scientists doing experiments. So you may argue that privacy, selfishness, or trade secrets prevents this kind of distribution, but I see these as being mostly technical obstacles. Open source software has succeeded on these same sorts of principles, despite being in competitive industries where both privacy and trade secrets are concerns. Second, knowing that a goal is achievable. So the post-banister prevalence of the four-minute miles is not a case of technical innovation resulting in an explosion in performance, but of breaking a barrier indicating future performance improvements are possible. Often, even if you can't know exactly how someone achieves something, the mere fact that the achievement exists can help you in planning for it. The constraints around the accomplishment limit the scope of what strategies could have been used, and they also give you a target which you could strive toward. In this sense, I see the posting of measurable progress made by Tetris players and other competitive video gaming platforms as a component of what contributes to their success, beyond merely watching live replays. Knowing that someone has reached certain times spurs investment and innovation. Third, having the right incentives to improve. So Patrick Collison and Michael Nielsen report that our progress in science has declined in a recent article. We used to make much more progress with far fewer researchers than we do today. And a good question is why? While speculation as to the cause of decline in academic productivity is everywhere, one that strikes me as particularly apt is one by former MIT AI researcher David Chapman. So writing on Twitter, he says, Mismatch in scientific career path between what's good for individuals and what's good for science may be the biggest reason for the collapse in research ROI. Status quo is bad for both. Career path sucks, and it's also strongly incentivizing mediocre business-as-usual research. Chapman argues that poor incentives, which encourage making token progress on unimportant matters in order to increase paper publishing counts, degrade scientific progress. Physicist Sabine Hossenfelder echoes this sentiment, arguing that modern physics has gotten derailed, spawning endlessly esoteric models rather than focusing on hard, mathematically well-formulated problems. So Tetris players can improve rapidly not only because of their community and because there's known achievements to work toward, but because their community is organized around accomplishing well-understood goals. Science, politics, and often business can fail when the incentives that encourage participation, papers published, elections won, money earned, don't reflect the true goals of those institutions, so progress in knowledge, improved policies, or value to customers and stakeholders. How can we learn better by adjusting the groups we belong to? In some sense, these problems exceed the capacity of any one individual to solve them. Even the most inspired Tetris player in 1985 couldn't have single-handedly changed the landscape of Tetris improvement. Pre-Bannister runners couldn't have had the benefit of knowing the four-minute mile could be run. However, there are two main ways I see this idea of improving our own thoughts and knowledge and growth. First, better designing of the communities and institutions around performance. So thanks to the internet, brand new communities with new rules and incentives for behavior are being generated every day in the form of new social networks. The difference between Twitter and Instagram isn't simply that people are different, but that the mechanisms of how the community functions have been shaped by design decisions. So what's stopping us from creating live stream sharing where we share practical skills which are actually useful? What's to stop creating practice environments centered around skills with clear metrics for improvement? These things could exist, 
they would just take a few people with the initiative to design them or integrate them into platforms which already exist. Second, joining communities with the right characteristics. If you want to learn a language, the best way is through immersion. This is because having an environment that necessitates non-stop practice makes learning so much easier than one where practice is always a deliberate effort. Similarly, if you want to learn an important career skill, whether it's design, programming, accounting, entrepreneurship, or public speaking, the choice of where you choose to learn and practice may have more consequences than the methods or materials you end up learning. Look for groups where you can witness expert performance and emulate it. Join communities where you can see what goals are achievable. Go to environments where incentives align with improving the skill that you want. Ultimately, whether it's building a business, discovering new science, or just getting really good at Tetris, the environment matters. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, please consider rating my show. It helps other people find it. For more episodes like this, please visit my website at scotthyoung.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-H-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Thank you.